People like games. Three, two, one. That's fucking outstanding. What's up, what's up? And welcome to episode 65 of People Like Games. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And you are, as per usual, tuned in to the best damn podcast in the gaming industry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Pew, pew, let's go, baby. Bring the energy up. Before we get into things, because it is the beginning of many and exciting things over here from the good old folks. Mm -hmm. We have Mm -hmm. a few announcements to make, so... I'm going to kick it to Lilo very quickly, and he's going to give us the first of our two. Uh. Uh, we let it be known last season that we would be having a mascot join the crew for People Like Games, and I hey, just want crew. to formally announce that this is the, uh, the occasion. We have adopted a dog into the family. Her name is Sesame, and she is the PLG mascot. That's what I'm talking about. She is actually we currently will be sharing photos. Of yes, 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 yes. Of Sesame, it is a. She is part of the Junto now, so yeah. These are all phrases. You hear barking. That's really all we're trying to give you heads up. Yeah, there's going to be those. There'll be barking barking in the background, and also I've taken to arbitrarily calling ourselves the Junto, and you all the Junto. So if you don't know what it means, look it up. Shout out to Ben Franklin, and secondly, can I get a drum roll? We should probably have a sound cue. But we did not think of it beforehand. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're getting back into the event game. And we're launching our second inaugural <laughs> event is there the best go. way to put it. Yes. And uh, it's Smash to Smash, baby, February 24th, 5 p.m. Sunday. Again, same location. It's going to be 48 people. Appeal 18. We're going to have... Uh, more food we're gonna have a few partners for the event we're going to have a different look to it all it's gonna be smoother it's gonna be more fun be sure to sign up because we very much want everyone who wants to participate in the tournament to be signed up beforehand the tickets and the event bright will go live alongside this episode right her last sunday of february huntington new york Come with come 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 smash with the squad. Hey. There you but go. Now, smash to smash again. Let's smash to smash. We in the house. It's a light speed. And now it's a plug walk. Start off with, I suppose, the tweeter. At people I games is the handle. At Lilo PLG. Yes, sir. At Bezos PLG, shout out to Bezos oh, joining shoot. the Twitter game. What? Guess what? And uh, Solo. And not, shout out to Solo, PLG. who will be eventually, <laughs> potentially, eventually hopefully, part of the uh, PLG squad. We're we're gonna we're gonna get around to it. And you know, I, I, as I've said before, there's a process. There's account making. There's idea. Trust Who's to say process. that I don't put in my ID and get arrested by ICE, only to find out I'm a UK national? <laughs> Uh, Ooh, but, um, I see what you did there. Anywho, r backslash people at games is a subreddit. Go slide by, find content that we should be putting up, and hit us up on Twitter and yell at us for not keeping the Reddit as active as we want to. So, mm-hmm. as a community, it's open to post. Hit us up. Help help us get this thing burning. Be the catalyst for us because we're trying. We're, we're going to get it rolling. But help help be a catalyst with us. Um, and then to the show, you can find it in the usual places at people uh, at people like it at people like games. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on at people like games.com. At, oh, yeah, coming soon, people like games.com with the merch site. Uh, plug, but plug, plug. other plug not related to where you can find the show because why would you find the show on the show's website? But Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Player, Google Podcasts, whatever they're doing. Stitcher. Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Basically everywhere minus title, which we'll get to 
eventually, potentially, hopefully. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's about all I have for me talking. Now I'm going to kick it over to Lilo for a little bit of the talk. Let's go. Table of contents. <clears throat> Letting you know what the rundown is for this episode during the week of the 5th of February. Rather, the 6th of February when you listen to it. Sorry about that. Either way, moving forward, we got the quick scope. The quick scope is going to give you the rundown of the past week's gaming news that we find the most important for you to know. Follow that up with Solo something or another. He probably found an article that he wants to talk about at length or rag on or toot, toot his own horn. Who knows? Always, Solo something always. Moving on from that, we're going to do my game spotlight. Lilo's game spotlight, and this week we're covering actually a free-to-play game, so everyone be on the lookout for that because it is very exciting. And then we're going to wrap this shit up with our final lap. That is where we talk at length about one idea or one story this particular week of our choice. And in this particular week, it's about Xbox's future plans. More on that later. So, solo. Hit it with the sound cue. Let's kick this biznass off. Stream Lambo. And let's go. So starting off with our first story, things that you got to know. Um, I know we talked at length before in previous seasons and a couple past episodes how, you know, we got future consoles coming out, right? There's no joke. No, I mean, it's no surprise that we're going to have a, a new Xbox codenamed Xbox Project Scarlet. Same thing with PlayStation, PS5. Um, there actually, before we get to that error, might be some new competitors in the business, and that's what this is all about. So, Slightly Mad Studios, the developers of the Project Cars franchise, want to build a very ambitious new machine that could be a competitor to the PS4 and Xbox One. The idea of the new console involves a very sleek design that they debuted on Twitter, as voted on by fans, coupled with virtual reality-based box and competitive specs to what you'd expect in any current generation console. Now, the funny thing about this is that none of this is real. They're moving forward the project. The studio is moving forward, but it's not going to hit the shelves anytime soon. Knowing that the next generation consoles are probably coming out 2020, they better get the move on. Otherwise, they're going to miss the boat. That's one of the few consoles that is looking to come out. The pictures do look fucking sweet if you do want to look that out. Um, The second console would be Atari. It's called Atari CDS. It's actually started its project on Indiegogo, kind of like Kickstarter. This guy is moving forward, and they actually have a product, and it's shipping in July of this year. The Atari VCS is going to ship with 100-plus Atari games, with all those being preloaded and all, but you're also going to be able to support new games, multiplayer, and internet store access. There's going to be exclusives for the console itself, and as promised, it's going to be shipping with a Linux sandbox, which means it can be used with cloud or USB storage, run multiple different operating systems at once, as well as homebrew games, things that you make at home. So that is a real product coming out later this year. Insane. I just thought it was funny. You might be hearing new console names in the future. It's less of, I know what I just said about Atari, sounds more like a retro console. It's not, it's not moving forward, but these new consoles, I just honestly wonder how much they're going to sell. I don't know, man. I believe in them like I believe in or believed in Soldier Boy's consoles. <laughs> yeah. So, Soldier Boy got yeah. smacked with lawsuits. Seriously. Uh, the only company that is going to be a serious competitor at all in any degree in this industry is going to be Amazon because they have the money to enter an industry in full force. And if you don't believe me, ask Blue Apron, your favorite at-home delivery service, which was like, oh, shit. Amazon just bought Whole Foods and they're doing delivery. Anyway, speaking of uh, selling, but actually selling well, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up? Finally was able to get through the first world after a full week of not (laughs) having the time to play the goddamn game, which is thoroughly disappointing. This is for you, by the way. This is for you. Legendary. Thank you. That's for you, because you you actually got it. I beat it. You got it done. There you go. What a wild, what a wild combat system. Lord. It's Lord, just, Lord. there's so much you could do. So much. We're so gonna much. do we're gonna do a full a full PLG blowout review of it eventually, but that won't mm-hmm. be now. But to my one of my favorite parts of Kingdom Hearts and all gaming, business. 
And in this sense, it is sales. Kingdom Hearts 3 has already sold over 5 million copies in its first week. One week. One week. I guess sold and shipped can be interchanged, but by nature of having been shipped, that means these stores bought them. So that means 5 million copies are out there. And to put that in perspective, Kingdom Hearts 1 sold 6.3 million copies and Kingdom Hearts 2 sold 5.2 million copies. Oh, shit. I didn't know it was less. In their lifetimes. And now, you know, it just shows that a large amount is sort of like... It shows how, to a degree, hype works as well because it was much in the same way that Red Dead 2 ended up working, where for everyone who played the game without really having an understanding or having played the first, it was, like, sort of directly connected. And so you couldn't see make the same emotional connection to the story in my opinion i'm sure okay. by its own merits it was like that i feel the same way with kingdom hearts 3 that a lot of people bought kingdom hearts 3 as well for the first time without having played the first two and you know that was one of those things that buffered those sales as well and that's just the thing I that's happening that. now you know as something builds up everyone buys it but everyone's gonna beat yeah, this because the game's really amazing the game is fucking I don't know about sweet. Story. I can't wait. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the story, if Kingdom Hearts in general is anything to go by, you know it's convoluted as fuck. So don't play it for the story. Play it for the experience. Seriously, but the whatever. After 15 years, at least it arrived, and mm-hmm. arrive it has uh, in a very strong way on the market. Dude, honestly, just like there's arrivals, though, there's going to be falls. And uh, this next story is actually... It's not like a fall, it's more of a closing. As one chapter opens in Kingdom Hearts lore, another closes in the history an unrelated of, uh, area that has nothing to do with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> hey, true. In an unrelated area, but it's just opening and closing of things in the video game world. Uh, that being said, the story I'm about to cover is actually hilarious. You probably wouldn't expect it at all. It's out of left field, but if you didn't know and you were a fan of the Wii, the Wii Shop has, well, the Wii Shop channel specifically. Let me clarify that. We shop channel has officially shut down. Uh, why is this important? Well, the Wii has been Nintendo's best-selling console for a very long time. It sold over 100 million units in its lifetime, and the console itself had some of the most iconic music and the iconic experiences to go along with it. It was using motion controls at the time when the other consoles like PlayStation, Xbox were using handheld controls, that kind of stuff. Uh, it was. It set you up with Miis and little little avatars. It had Wii Sports. All of the oh, so many fun memories came from the Wii. But one of the big things that in the gaming community might not have known is like people carved out a niche with the Wii Shop channel. And in particular, the Wii Shop channel had its very unique music and very special little add-ons and additions that you could download from the store to make it much more of a community-driven shop where you could chat and emote with other people in the store while they were shopping you could um what else you could oh yeah download a whole bunch of old school emulators on the wii channel play nes games play n64 games do a whole bunch of other things and uh, a year ago nintendo announced its plans to shut it down slow roll it out and said that you weren't allowed to buy any coins. What you had to do is you had to redeem money for coins that you could then spend in the channel itself. Well, they stopped selling those coins a year ago, and they've officially shut down as of January 29th. Owed to them, you are officially closing out the Wii era. And really, like the biggest thing I draw from this is that, like, holy shit, the Wii still has a huge following. I had no idea. People were still playing and still rocking the stuff in the shop and still like going strong until its last day, which was five days ago. What the fuck? That's insane. Um, I hope Nintendo Switch is the same. They make it more personable, right? It's not very personable right now in terms of making me's, making things like that. But yeah, Sol and I had some good memories, man. Some good mm-hmm. memories playing on the goddamn Wii. Go the su- Switch online service is trash, so it's going to take them a little bit of building. Yeah, and I so mean, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll touch on that later. But regardless, uh, it is it is surprising to see that many people still on the Wii Shop, but not really because I guess that includes Wii U, and that's technically the last generation, and it's only been like a year and a half removed. So 
the full migration to Switch is going to start occurring. So I, I'm sure they'll start seeing a lot more sales of the Switch just by nature. These are the times where I expect a company it's to do working, like a, I mean, a like good trade-in system to be like, yeah. trade trade in your Wii U and get a deal on your Switch. Like you guys are trying to move units. I'm sure you don't want to get the Wii U's back, but it's better to do something. Do do that with the Xbox. I'll get an Xbox One X. Don't yeah. worry about it. Do it again. Come on, GameStop. Seriously, do something with trade-ins of consoles because Xbox is uh, doing some new things themselves. And uh, I guess it's only slightly new. I guess it's not even really new. It's more uh, of a, uh, I guess it, it would be a, a new paint job. So basically Microsoft has decided to rebrand Microsoft Studios to Xbox Game Studios. And that includes all 13 game studios and pubs that they ended up, you know, over acquiring over the past year or so. And they're sort of frenzy after having an extremely bad year of releases to say the least they're picking up steam. As you know, the Junto, which I'm going to keep repeating until hey, people are saying it. I'm not Hashtag. actually picking up steam, by the way, just, just throwing out there. Uh, when I say that, I, I was thinking of Steam the service. I was like, what are you talking no, about, you no. idiot? They're not picking up Steam. They're no. not doing that. That'd be crazy. Steam is service. not going to take the word Steam from the English language like Google took Google. Mm-hmm. No, because everyone knows Google was just an average everyday word. But anyway, the studios that are under that banner are do make up a pretty you know impressive group. Uh, there's 343, The Coalition, Compulsion Games, The Initiative, uh, Minecraft, obviously, Ninja Theory, Obsidian, Playground, Rare, Undead, so that, and that includes the games, State of Decay, Sea of Thieves, which has a major update coming you know, Dude, this week. Dropping some updates. It, 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 Dude, it'll, I think Sea of Thieves will see fun, the upswing, you know, much in the same way Pokemon Go ended up seeing a revival. Uh, we Happy Few, Gears of War 5, obviously Halo with 343, and, mm-hmm. you know, they are going to be hopefully getting a few more. They've got a good pipeline working. I'm hoping that they actually do something with it because uh, they have a good vision of what the next generation of consoles are going to be like. And mm-hmm. so I hope the game publishers have a similar vision and are, are able to sort of complement that vision. But anyway... Uh, I think I think they will for yeah. sure. What do you think? I, you know what's funny when you said thirteen, right? The first thing I thought of recency bias in the mind and keeping that in mind. Organization thirteen. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You better you better know. Ansem is in his bitch. He about to rock some people. Seriously, out the dark hearts. But shit. that's exactly what I thought of, and I was like, oh shit, Microsoft, are you fucking evil? Like, what's happening there? Uh not looking good. Not looking good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Moving on, the competitor, the direct competitor in the business to Microsoft is Sony. And Sony actually kind of just made some waves that we wanted to cover on this for this podcast because at the Sony Quarterly Financial Conference, their CFO, Hiroki Totoki, talked about the future. I said his name very <laughs> interestingly. Very, in- very interestingly. Goddamn <laughs> accent to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hiroki Totoki. Also, uh, they don't roll their R's, so I said that completely wrong. Yeah. Anyway, um, Hiroki Totoki, okay, uh, was asked about the profitability in the future and if there was anything he was potentially worried about, you know, what are the opportunities for PlayStation five years from now? So speaking about risks, he explained how open platform free-to-play games are becoming more widespread in the market, which is a potential risk for the business. Why? Because naturally expanding on that topic, this is not his words, this is just knowledge about the subject if you have a game that can be played across all platforms that means your platform is less important and people can go through the cheaper you know console per se or a a separate console drives business away from you and to the group as a whole that's fine Uh, additionally moving into cloud as an extreme example could make physical hardware unnecessary sony obviously specializes in hardware they do all these great tvs they do a whole bunch of behind the scenes microchips and stuff like that they do a whole bunch of stuff for the industry, and of course, they make PlayStations. Well, Totoki-san thinks it'll take much longer than five years for cloud to drive out hardware. 
To counter these trends, Sony is offering advantageous revenue share and immersive experiences. He says that third-party partners are very supportive of PlayStation. Third-party partners being, you know, accessories and other other game developers trying to support the PlayStation, and this is going to help Sony avoid being affected by cloud gaming trends. It's really interesting hearing that coming out of this conference because. Solo and I have talked at length about how, like, we know cloud is the future. It seems like that is the direction that we're going. Microsoft is doing it. Amazon's doing it. Google's doing it. Fucking NVIDIA's doing it. Like, we're all moving towards cloud. And hearing the CFO make comments about how the cloud will take longer than five years to implement is, it gives me hope for the next generation consoles. It makes me think, like, oh, shit, like, I can have another console. Solo, obviously, you know his slogan by now, physical till I die. Like, yeah, yeah. you need a console to be physical till you die, right? So... It's it's cool and also weird. There's strange implications to this, and I'm wondering how true it is. I wonder what Microsoft's next push is going to be. If Scarlet brings out those cloud consoles, or if they don't, like what what's the deal? What ends up happening there? I know you got so much more to say. What what do you got? Uh, not not much in that sense. I I, I agree. Where I'm I'm a I'm a little surprised that Sony is not bullish on the cloud because i think vr is something that we can all agree is going to take more than five years but in the short oh, yeah. term VR for sure yeah in the short term ar and cloud are very much able to be launched within one to two years if properly mm-hmm. you know if, if properly launched on the right framework and you know a company with the right amount of servers which Microsoft. So I think Microsoft will prove that wrong, which is why, you know, the strategy moving forward, uh, they have something far better and this casts a little bit more doubt. And I'll touch on that a little bit more later in quick scope. But for now, we're going to jump over onto our next story with an accidental follow-up, which I was finalizing some of the articles and I stumbled upon this at the last second. And that was <laughs> CD Projekt Red has agreed to pay the Witcher author more to settle a pending lawsuit. That's claps. That's claps if you don't know. But uh, it's not really claps because we covered this back in October, episode 52, uh, when the author, I I don't even know how I'm going to pronounce this, but Andrzej Sapkowski. (laughs) I think Andrzej Sapkowski would be the best way to say that. Uh, sued for $16 million, claiming that he deserved more of the royalties of the uh, studio's massively successful Witcher gaming series and Mm soon-to-be television show with uh, whatever that guy who played Superman's name is. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. That guy was in uh, Captain Monte Cristo. But anyway... (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't, but that's hilarious. Oh, my God. How bad? Oh, my God. But anyway, uh, what a random movie. Wonderful movie. Uh, but he demanded $16.2 million, But funny enough, he actually did an interview back in 2017. And this should have, this should have thrown the lawsuit out. But uh, he said, they offered me a percentage of their profits. I said, no, there will be no profit at all. Give me all of my money right now, the whole amount, commented Sepkowski. It was stupid. I was stupid enough to leave everything in their hands because I didn't believe in their success. But who could foresee their success? I couldn't. Basically, you deserve the money then? There you go. So really, at the end (laughs) of the day, shout out to to CD Projekt Red for giving him extra money, undisclosed sum, because they wanted, in their own words, to continue to have a working relationship with them with him good for him and, and so, good for, rather good, good for, for them. them good for them uh like they did a, a good thing they didn't owe him anything they didn't owe him anything him and they gave him Seriously. something so you know further reason for me to finally pick up the witcher game and actually beat it because i i fucking love cd project red like for serious yeah. if anyone from the company for some reason or somehow listens to this show like Slide through, son. We got guests. I know we don't get guests. We're going to have guests, but you be a guest. Yeah, yeah. You be. You start the trend, man. We got board game guests. Listeners, hit up CD Project Red. 
let's get some people on the show. That's what we're going to do. Let's we're going to help us, help us like hit up these people. Like, let's get them. If they know people want it, then they'll give it to the people. Group but, mindset. Let's move it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to another story that uh, I need Solo's help with. Yo, hit him with the sound cue. I don't know what sound cue we're even looking for here. Uh, we're we're looking for the the rumor mill sound cue. Oh 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 oh. My bad. You got me. You got my me. Bad. My bad. We here. We here. We in the building. I didn't, I didn't cover it in the talk. There we go. We I didn't in cover the, it in the talk. But it is a rumor. This is a uh, in the middle breaking up the quick scope. I just want to cover. There's gonna be new plans. So CD Projekt Red, they're obviously coming out with Cyberpunk 2077. How does this relate? But um, this relates in no way to the next rumor. It's just like they're coming out with some new shit. Guess what? Nintendo is uh, making plans to make another Switch. We knew that, okay? Except apparently these plans may involve a Switch that's smaller. Guess what? You know how they did the 3DS? They might be going down to like a 2DS version of the Switch. It's just rumors right now. It's speculation. However, there has been plans or at least plans announced or something like that. Like when I say it's rumors, no one's confirmed anything, but you might be getting a new Nintendo Switch console that is just one solid piece of hardware and that is smaller, has removed some of the features. Needed to cover that. Needed to keep it on your radar in case you don't have the funds to, you know, pay 300 bucks. You might be only paying 200 bucks for a Nintendo Switch capability. Either way, that's the end of this rumor mill. And... Shout out to me for going over this over the top about when to cue in that sound cue and then thoroughly yeah, forgetting when when cue to hit the sound cue. <laughs> there you go. But, okay. I'm glad you called yourself out. That was good. That was good. Uh, I was not. I'll give myself props. So hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna give. My, I'm gonna give myself some coin. Yeah. Yeah. You're. 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 But seriously, uh, it doesn't surprise me. I've said on the show before that Nintendo's only move with the switch was to arguably be create a more uh advanced version of it like a 2.0 an xl sort of model or create a smaller version it's sort of their iphone it's a it very much a template for their next generation i think this is the first iteration of it i think you'll see them again show up at the tail end of or, or in a few years after the next set of consoles uh but mm-hmm. it'll just be an it, one will be one an improved version of the Switch, and one will be a base down, uh, pared down version of the Switch, and that will be their 2DS, 3DS market, and will change, and will finally take over their mobile market alongside their mobile market, replace their handheld I market. Can understand that? Yeah, I can feel that. But regardless, now on to our next story, which should see Solo tooting his own damn horn because, uh, as usual, actually from now on. It's a smash bat because I hit I Barry Bonds. You're hitting home runs. You're hitting it out of the park. Barry Bonds. To every time. Every time. Every time I call that shit. You're doing drugs. You're doing drugs. drugs. That's what you're doing. You're doing drugs. Mac 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 Miller. Uh if you know that song, shout out to you. But seriously, Twitch uh has decided to provide special advantages to Overwatch League viewers with an all access pass. Uh, priced at fourteen ninety nine, half of what it was priced at last season. It includes yep, yep, yep. a few new features, uh, including an upgraded command center that allows pass owners to switch between player camera views and multi feed options. Fucking now, finally, now I want everyone to pause this episode and scroll and go back to the list of all the episodes and scroll all the way back down to episode two, and listen to. The conversation in the middle on the Overwatch League and how it was specifically stated that, hey, by, I don't know, I think me, me, who said, <laughs> uh, no, I guess it was obvious all along because it's just more enjoyable, especially if you have a preference for a certain type of player or you are have an interest in a certain class that you want to watch or certain characters, but regardless... I said they should have done this. They should have implemented this last season. I don't think there was any reason they couldn't. And I think that will improve viewership overall. I think eventually we'll see this become just a, a regular feature. I think they're just trying to work out the bugs by making it all access. So you have to congratulations if you buy this pass because you will be paying to be the test subject to work out the bugs before they roll it out. 
Hey man, you got to start somewhere. It's also this is the esports equivalent of Red Zone. Yeah, I guess the real there. question is how long until Twitch becomes a paying subscription service? Good question. That's <laughs> yeah, actually a pretty good question. That's that that's for another day. That's all that's where all signs point to when you see something like this is the God's honest truth. So that will be a final app topic for us one day because that sure. is some and just on that note, pause. Yes, that was a bat. So we'll run it back in the future when I call this one. Anyway. Oh god. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh let's roll to our next story that we have to cover because it's this past week. We probably could have started with this, but we got you halfway through Quickscope so that uh, you get the feels too. If you were a fan of the Super Bowl this past weekend, this riveting game that you just saw, you'll understand how gripping the whole game was. It clearly was insane and memorable. And if you can't tell, I'm fucking sarcastic. The game was so boring, but people were probably tuning in for... Like halfway through, you realize you were tuning in just for the motherfucking commercials because everything else sucked. Well... The best commercial by far had to do with none other than the industry that we so dearly love, that is gaming. And it was actually by Microsoft, man. It was about Microsoft and their title of the commercial on YouTube at least is called We All Win. If you haven't seen it, just go on fucking YouTube, check it out. It's got 19,000 likes and it is bumping right now. It, it just the feels, they hit you in the right spot and it's about gaming, it's about inclusivity, it's about everything PLG is trying to represent and rep. And it's about, it, they talk about kids with needs, with special needs, not special needs, but with physical disabilities and needing the uh, adaptive controllers. That's what it goes into, but it's a really heartwarming story about gaming and how these kids feel about the idea of gaming with their friends. It's what we're touching, uh, like so we we're, were like really trying to channel and uh, I don't know we bring it up because You need to understand what we're all about you need to see this commercial so that you understand where we're coming from and also If you don't appreciate it, then get the fuck out. We don't we don't got time for you We don't got time for yourself as bullshit. Yeah, anyway, seriously, that, was, that uh, show would be beautiful. Fucking sweet great commercial wonderful yep. work Microsoft and also Hey, that's not Microsoft. We should work together. Anyway. <laughs> oh. oh. Now on to a little bit of Sony news. And that is that PlayStation 4 sales have slowed down. Uh, it looks like month over month uh, sales have decreased. But PlayStation Plus subscribers have gone up. Sort of makes sense. I think overall the rumor sort of mill for PS5 reveal has been so damn strong that I think it has started deterring people. It's in the part of the cycle where it's deterring people from buying it because... Yeah, yeah. it's like, how can I spend this much money yeah. and then just like two years later spend the same amount of money on a new console? And that's exactly what it's going to come down to. And so until people have... It, it's sort of like in the investor market. People want a little bit of certainty in terms of the news as to a timeline of when PlayStation 5 will come out. And if that timeline's accelerated and be like, oh, it's coming out in the next year, then you'll see Gone. sales, sales just die. Dead. Or yeah. if they say like three years, then, which I'm sure they'll say three years and then announce it in a year and then draw, drag it out for That's another smart. two. But and then Microsoft's going to come in and jump right through there. But anyway, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Sony, what what is you doing right now? Uh, that's a real question. I, I, I just don't think uh, they're making the smartest decisions at the moment and uh, i'm just curious to see what they have coming up with the ps5 is all i have to say and until I then i reserve judgment but on to the next story um, we're gonna cruise when through things these last go few low, yeah, yeah i hear you when things go low things go high and what i mean is you got back 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 gone some people be hitting it out of the park what are we talking about? Well, while Sony declines in sales, Nintendo is surging in sales. We've covered a couple Switch topics, but this one in particular is about none other than the Smash that we so <laughs> dearly love. Nintendo Smash has officially sold 32.27 million units at the end of calendar year four. Holy, or rather, not calendar wait, year wait. Four, quarter four. S the game? Yeah, the game itself. The, oh, sorry. The Switch itself sold that 
but the actual Smash Brothers sold 12.08 million. Yes, good call. Thank you for uh, fact-checking. Okay, I got too excited. But 12 million is still crazy. Dude, 12 million of the 32 million, it means like one-third of the people who have a Switch have Smash. Like, what the fuck? That's insane. Kind of like Breath of the Wild statistics that we covered way back in the day. Which was? There's more Breath of the Wild sold than Switch consoles at the time. That was a crazy statistic. That was was weird. We were like, wait a second, what? And they're like, yeah, they sold more copies than existed Switches. So, I don't know. Because those numbers are based on shipped to the stores. and Just like we covered earlier. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Just so, in in the market overall, but not actually sold yet. That yeah, kind of thing. in consumers' hands. But Smash is yes. something in consumers' hands. And it does remind me, speaking of Smash, Smash to Smash, February 24th, Sunday, 5 p.m. Tickets on Eventbrite now. If you're mm-hmm. in New York, Huntington, Long Island, come through. It's going to be dope. There's going to be food, prizes, this, that, and the other. It's going to be chilling. But now, uh, let's, I guess, wrap it up here for the quick scope in a timely manner. Nintendo is finally poten- bringing over, I guess I'm going to say potentially, but potentially bringing over voice chat to the Switch in full. So Vivix, the company responsible for Christ. the in-game chat software, uh, was recently authorized to make its software developer kit available to all authorized Switch developers. And so, though it was sort of reserved primarily for Fortnite, it's now going to be seen implemented in a lot more areas, which is going to make the Switch a lot more enjoyable to play as people who have to use two sets of headphones, one in-ear for a phone call, and then one over-ear to be able to listen to the... You like that, Great, great, great fucking idea. (laughs) Great fucking idea. We're going to do it anyway. Yeah, we're going to do it anyway, but uh, Nintendo, the next step to this is to figure out a way to, I don't know, put a goddamn headphone jack on your controller because Mm -hmm. that's important. Dude, not even on your... Well, yeah, on your controller would have to work. Yeah, Yeah, on your controller, which I'm very happy for you. I'm very happy for you having it in the, you know, in the actual actual Switch console console itself. But if I'm playing on my couch, if I'm playing my PlayStation, if I'm playing my Xbox, I get to use my controller and my headphones, but not that. But Or use Mm -hmm. Bluetooth. Do something other than what you're doing. And your online service still sucks. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you'll be able to fix that. Now, that's all we got for Quick Scope. That was fun. That was exciting. That was informative, even potentially. Ooh. Depends on how you define your path, that. your point of view. Point of view, Pav. And now, that's right. The sound cue that we stumbled upon a few weeks ago. The discovery, it's solo something or another. And for this week, I was supposed to be debuting a new segment called Down the Rabbit Hole with Solo, but <laughs> yes, uh, yes. I was unable to due to circumstances outside of my control, or as we say on this show, Lilo. Life. Just life. Cest. Cest. Life. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay we clearly weren't on the same page there but i appreciate no, I that i like, I like where that I like was that. Okay. preferable i got one with that but that okay. sounds bad right. that's, that, that's no, the thing bro that'd be some eloquent shit hey plug mama wanna baby mama wanna mama wanna <laughs> in the building but oh, we're, i was supposed to be covering data mining so uh instead we're going or i will be doing that as our segment for next week Hit up the Reddit. There'll be a post there alongside the event post and this episode post our uh, backslash people at games. And for this week instead, I'll give you a little teaser. And that is on how important data mining has become. And in this case, it looks like the Nintendo team has been taking a listen to what the data mining community has been saying for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate in terms of what some code names are in the uh, in the uh, base code, and they've decided to take away two names from it, or two code names that were based Ooh. in it. One was Jack and Brave, 
the first was a, a tip to Joker, who is uh, produced by Atlas with a character named Jack Frost as its mascot. And right. the other is Edric from Dragon Quest. And so that's the most popular rumor for the next DLC character, which they're five bucks. That's not cheap, but... Well, but if you buy the pass, it's only 20 bucks for all six, I think, something like that. Oh, you can buy a pass? Yeah, you can buy the the full expansion pass for it. That's why I got the Piranha Plant, baby. Piranha Plant right. Guess what we're doing right after this, and then we not even playing with well, it and going straight to Kingdom bad. Hearts. Yeah, I, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. I had that, PS, good point. I had that good PS4 rest right in the middle of that cutscene. I was like, uh, Mickey, shut up, because it has a weird voice. That's definitely like hearing Mickey talk for too long. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> exactly. Every once in a while, oh, I just shit. hit my ears. Oh, I was like, shit. No. Oh, word. No, thank you. Well, okay, Honestly, then. You can play the game and just like skip all the cutscenes. You don't you fucking could, need to You could, seriously. See. The, the combat's wild. Them. There's definitely but, a lot of them. Anyway, just really, again, you know, for the fact that Nintendo is actually going into the code and taking out words that they have seen people referring to in Smash community forums and data mining community forums is pretty wild. And uh, maybe we'll uh, dig in a smart, little bit man. further and see what we find next week. Next week. On... So- Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Z. Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got, we're we're going to start ending our episodes yeah. like that. Just That's like, it. Ooh, I like we're bringing it. that like sound it. cue through. But That was pretty good. That was, yeah. that was uh, right. We were on the same page because we were just right like, there. we'll find out next week. And then I was next like, week. of course, that triggers in my brain. Uh, trigger. DBZ. But now let's hit that cue. You know what time it is. Make it happen. It's Action Jackson time. It's it's my, it's my game spotlight, baby. It's my game spotlight. Sorry, that uh, transition was funny because I was looking down. I wasn't looking up. Let's just pretend that that was the case. <sighs> my game spotlight this particular week is actually fucking dope because first-hand experience, total surprise to me, came out of left field, but still super fucking excited. What am I covering? I'm covering Apex Legends. Mo- Motherfucker. All right, Apex Legends is a game developed by Respawn Entertainment. Respawn Entertainment, you might know, is uh, the developers of some of my favorite first-person shooter games and third-person shooter games. The fucking Titanfall games, baby. Titanfall 1, Titanfall 2. Games were amazing. Titanfall 2, as we covered before. <sighs> Just the victim of bad release timing, bad release schedule. Got sandwiched between like Battlefield 4, I think, and uh, I forgot what else at the time. But either way, it got shitty timing. Didn't get as much hype as it definitely deserved. However, they are currently working on a Star Wars game. And in between that, half the studio wants to work on this game, Apex Legends. What is Apex Legends and why do you care? It's a team-based battle royale, man. This game, I was telling Solo, like, it's so fun. Respawn, like, they did it right. And when I say they did it right, they dropped this this game. It's free to play. It is a three-person team battle royale game, meaning you drop with two other players in your party. The map holds only 60 people. But what's interesting about this game that no other battle royale has done yet is that you have specific classes. So the people you can pick, you can only have eight characters right now because it's just the first iterations. But you start out with special characters with special abilities much the way overwatch works right overwatch has their attackers they've got all the damage dealers in the center and then they've got the support players and tanks that kind of stuff so each person has their own abilities unlike titanfall this game sports no titans unfortunately which is why it's called apex legends you are legends based 30 years after the events of titanfall 2 and you develop special abilities in the mean meantime like realistically though there's nothing more i need to go into in terms of gameplay other than there have been so many quality of life adjustments from a battle royale that make this so much fun to play first of all the graphics are phenomenal fucking phenomenal titanfall has been known for its graphics and also for its smooth gameplay they incorporated that directly into this version of it okay that with this new pinging system makes it so easy to communicate with your team without actually having to talk on the mic. So a big advantage for you in Fortnite or PUBG or even H1Z1, any battle royale, is that if you have a mic and you can talk to other people, you can coordinate, co- coordinate and communicate. Wow, I tried to combine those words in my head. That was bad news bears. Uh, 
in this game, you have a very robust ping menu. So you could ping other people's pings. If someone marks on the map they want to go here, you can say okay or no to that ping. If someone says they're looking in a certain direction, they can say I'm watching this area and you could say okay. If someone says someone has been here, aka doors have been opened, you can see that on the map. Someone else could also say they see an enemy in the distance. They say they can search this area. You can ping specific items. It's fucking incredible. It's so smart. Much like the way AAAs work now, you can remap the buttons to do whatever you want. But one of the quality of life adjustments is like, sometimes when you're looking at items, you don't know what button to press to pick up that item. Well, it tells you. Uh, other times, it'll tell you exactly what you have. It even shows you armor. So in the game, you can pick up armor and shit like that. As you run around, there's different qualities of armor. It'll tell you if you already have better armor and say, do you really want to pick this up because you already have better armor equipped? Like that kind of stuff makes it seamless for a gamer to just play and be like, oh, I'm not worried about this because I know I have the best armor. Like, you know, you just run around without having to worry about that. If you're not familiar with any of these types of games, it helps you, it guides you. One of the random quality of life adjustments that, uh, uh, what is, oh my God. Ocho Cinco, Trace, what's his fucking nickname? Help me out. 1-8 Trace. 1-8 Trace. Ocho Cinco Trace, how dare you disrespect, <laughs> so dare you disrespect the Trace like that. <laughs> uh, one of the funny quality of life adjustments that I didn't even notice is like, if you ever play PUBG or Fortnite, you can look at the map and you can see a direction. It's like, oh, yo, he's at 200. He's at 115. He's at 90. He's at 45. The direction of the map in which you're looking to find enemies this actually shows you the specific digit you're looking at so you'd be like yo you're looking at 247 everyone knows where to look for 247 it's so fucking easy at the end of the day i've already gotten a chicken dinner won the game um, this game allows you to revive people in your squad just like fortnite or PUBG, but it also allows you a chance to stay in the game Okay, and what do I mean by that? If you die and you're downed, fine, you can get revived. But if someone kills you while you're downed, you're not out of the game. Most of the time, people in Fortnite and PUBG, they'll just fucking leave the match because, hey, I'm out, I can't do anything else. In this game, if your teammates win the battle, they can pick up your body, essentially, your tag, and you can get revived at revive stations. So it makes you a spectator at the same time. That's probably the best feature about this that I've ever seen in a battle royale. It's like me carrying solo through Fortnite. He dies. He's out. Does he have any incentive to watch me play? No, he doesn't. He, he can honestly quit out and start his own game. But now if I win a battle, I can pick up his dog tag, essentially revive him. And we're still back in the game together. He starts out with no items and shit like that. But that's a cool feature. It makes a camaraderie environment it makes you want your teammates to win the battle so that you can come back and participate that shit is hilarious that shit is awesome it's out right and now spoken too much we're gonna radio. play because we've been waiting for a while for a game Dude, to be able to play yeah, like absolutely. this and so I'm, I'm gonna get in i meant to play a little bit beforehand i'm excited i'm very very excited for uh split gate to finally hit the market i think that's yes. gonna blow up shout that out to absolutely. you know you know them for giving us the keys baby playing yeah. them alphas and betas 47 you still you still the squad we should shout you out you've been there you're our day ones and so that's true oh shit we should put together a little split gate thing hey split gate hit us up we're gonna try to do something like that let's try to give us some some code let's get some people Ooh, let's get some people because I, I like that I game that was really forward. fun yeah. and so anyway apex legends out too it is an ea product i'm curious to see where the monetization comes in but Hey, I'll, I'll I'll jump back in on that at another time. So as no, not check to... it out. It's free to play. PS4, quote PC, unquote. and Xbox. Now yeah, that's, true. that's right. It's final lap time because we it. jump in. We jump in right in because uh, I don't know. I feel like this is far more fun when we are just sort of jumping into things instead of setting them up because. Uh, I don't really have a reasoning. I that I realize that I probably said because so because I have no reason. We're doing it the for best you. way to put it. Anyhow, we're doing it for you. We have a quite curious final app topic for you today, and that is Microsoft cross-platform ambitions, but 
in particular how one of the listed platforms where Xbox Live would be functional would be the Nintendo Switch. Mm. Lilo? Interesting. Interesting. Just start this off. Explain to us what did I just say and how does that make sense? All right. uh, Because I don't know. This story, honestly, it's new to us. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Fucker. <laughs> Granted, we could just go back and forth. Also, if you heard that, safety. If you hey. that game, you're uh, too young or too old. Don't even know. Either way, Microsoft is making moves, as we know. We covered this summer at E3 how Microsoft is buying all these studios. They're pushing cloud. They understand that um, their cloud market is the future, right? So part of that plan and part of utilizing that, that cloud market really is expanding. Yeah, and so at, at, at the at the perfect time, we might mic cut out, and so I am now going to roll through and pick this up, and we're going to try to seamlessly and not very seamlessly integrate it, because like the spot terrorist, I'm going to return the favor, and we're going to sit here and listen to me talk with we unable fully to respond to anything I'm saying at the moment. It's amazing. This is how one-sided conversations feel. I'm going to hit that early sound cue. You already know what it is. This is what I'm feeling like. That's right. That's fucking outstanding. Anyway, why is Microsoft partnering with Switch? One, it would make sense for Nintendo to allow Microsoft to run their platform on their network if they got something in exchange. And in exchange, that to me for Nintendo would be technology on how to run the back end of their servers, especially with their jump towards mobile, especially with how rocky Nintendo Switch Online or Nintendo Online has been thus far. It really seems to me that there would be a good trade-off, as Bilo was saying before his ass cut out, uh, about the nature of Microsoft's cloud ambitions. It does point towards a future where we are potentially consoleless, and even console makers end up being just sort of multifaceted publishing houses to a degree instead of console makers. But that's a long time away, and it's not within the next 10 to 20 years. So and within that, it'll be on Android, iOS. The Microsoft Switch partnership will make sense in the future. I think Sony might have alienated themselves a little bit, and in that process where, you know, a couple of months ago, there was all this fighting about crossplay and Sony not playing cool. They formed a relationship between the two. And this is sort of the fruits of that. You know, they even did that marketing campaign together. And so who's to say we're not going to start seeing, you know, maybe Super Smash Brothers on Xbox Game Pass. That would be pretty crazy. But, you know, it it would make sense for them to have a symbiotic relationship. Sony and Nintendo are both Japanese companies, whereas Microsoft's a U.S. company. It helps them. And a place where, you know, Microsoft has a, a foothold and a base as well. Uh, I think, uh, you know, with Microsoft stores, I think we'll start seeing Nintendo stores as well. And, you know, I, I, I just think as much as that larger announcement is very important about how Xbox Live might be available on every uh, potential sort of available platform or software platform per se, or operating system, I guess would be the best, more most appropriate way to put it. But uh, by nature of that, it also, you know, brings up the fact that controllers are going to be playing a big hardware for mobile devices will be coming in pretty strong too so you know we'll see yeah and hey lilo's back just in time for us to dude uh, all right you finish this up now bantering? because i don't even know what i was saying i don't even know what i, <laughs> I said. honestly don't even know what you said unfortunately <laughs> technical <laughs> that's okay that's pretty funny technical difficulties happen um well, I guess just to wrap it up, it's just interesting 
in terms of hold what on, hold Sony. Now you're I'm going sorry, to give us your Xbox opinion, and given do. the fact that Leo did not hear anything I said, and I now now we're going I to didn't. hear or you'll hear, I suppose. I guess I'll hear live too. Whether we agree or whether he's wrong and I'm right, which is usually the case. Hey, oh, oh, hit him, hit him. Ooh, I'm on okay, fire. Okay. Let's step back, Jim uh, Harden. So a quick, a quick short summary because I know we're running a little bit later than we want to, but Xbox makes moves, cloud, Xbox Live, all of it ties hand in hand with their future plans. They obviously know that uh, the mobile market is the next big thing, so they're trying to move their Xbox Live stuff onto Android and iOS. They already have it on Android. Moving on to iOS, yes, you can download the Xbox app. However, what, what they want you to be able to do is to play games for directly through Microsoft onto those platforms, right? And uh, the reason, like, the funny thing is that I don't know if Solo covered or not, but they already have Xbox Live services on the Switch, so that's not surprising. If you play Minecraft on the Switch, you have to log into Xbox Live. Uh, you have to log in rather through your account on Xbox, and that's one of the things. But moving forward, they're trying to expand those, um, just ex expand their reach within that separate market. And I think it's it's funny to see one console essentially leeching itself onto the other. They're touting their cloud performance and their cross-platform capabilities, saying that every developer should use their software to achieve this goal. But they're also like kind of strong arm and switch. It's just, it's crazy. Sony has got 90 million active individuals a month on their systems. Xbox has got 60 plus million and it clearly is looking to expand that number. Switch, as we just mentioned, only has 32 million units sold, but we don't know how many people are on the service. If Xbox can expand that market to both iOS, Android, and to Switch, they could dominate the market in terms of active monthly users of their services in particular. And that's what I find the most interesting about this. It's like, like the Switch, even though it's fucking Nintendo, could become a Microsoft product. Imagine playing Halo on the go. Like that's just the future. I don't know if that's going to be possible, but what the fuck? That'd be what insane. does Nintendo get out um, of it? Did you cover anything like that? That's I don't know. That's they money, just clearly money, but like money and usability, hard, driving up hardware sales because of they're the only ones with that portable capability. Like I, I really don't know. Like that's right, the only well, thing I can see. I guess we, in terms of. I guess we will find out where. Uh, Go ahead. We differ when he listens to the episode tomorrow along with you all because <laughs> i'm the one who gets to hold on to the uh to to the uh to the holy grail until Editing it's time to keys. release <laughs> shout out to cash shout out to cash too oh you son but of a bitch he'll find out too because i'm too lazy i should have texted him and now i will as usual i'd be son running i'd be running late so therefore i exercise therefore i'm in shape that's all I got. Ooh. I, I run. Not, actually, that, that reminds me. Don't forget to subscribe. The usual places at People Like Games is a Twitter. February 24th, Eventbrite going live right now. Probably not right now. Probably like in the morning or some shit. But today, February 6th. Let's do it. And mm -hmm. uh, we will see us out. Thank you very much listening to episode 65. We covered a shit ton of topics, a wide range, and of course, we had our yeah. traditional technical difficulties. We had funny banter. We had diversions and off-topic stuff. And shit happens. Uh, as Solo said, be sure to hit us up. You know, we're trying to be more social, man. We're trying to get out there. We're trying to It's just... the Junto hashtag. That's what we're gonna that's what we are now. And if you don't know what it means, J-U-N-T-O. Look it up on Google. That's us. Hashtag Junto in the building. Let's do it. Let's do it. And with that, we will see you Peace. next week. <laughs>